On behalf of Animals Are Insane podcast, we just want to thank Brock's Home Cooking. Please visit brockshomecooking.com. Begin. Start. <laughs> I don't know. You, you came up with like such a great word to use to be able to do that's, this. That's what you said, uh, episode three. Oh, man. Okay. Now we're, now we're just rehashing. Oh, speaking of which, welcome to episode four. Yeah, this time. It's personal. It's personal. <laughs> I like how we're naming these episodes before we even talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's it's personal a- yet, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The more that the conversation will happen, the more that it'll, it'll, you will just discover this. We'll just mm. find out, you know, and hopefully I think that we've gotten it down to like actually having fine quality in audio because I'm actually seeing both waveforms. So mm. just a there we go. heads up. And if anybody oh, else there is like actually wants to know, both Steve and I are using the blue Yeti X uh, microphone systems or microphone, yep. micro, microphone systems. What the f- How do you, who, do, who describes it as that? Yeah, in uh, black. You know, mine's yeah, black. <laughs> yeah, mine's, mine's black. It's got a, an arm, a cover. And it's really cool. It's real cool, guys. It's real cool. The, the only my only complaint with it is is I have to use a dongle to plug it into my computer. It's not USB C. Can I tell you a time that I felt really stupid? I was working <laughs> at an electric electronical store. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop the store, but it was a very you know it was a big big company, big big company, trillion dollar company. Huge company. I don't know. That was a, I don't know what that was. That was a little Tourette's for you. Um, and I was doing uh, greeting at the front door, right? And I was getting training on how to greet. And so they had this, <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's a little dumb, but I mean, there's like a whole, you know, culture behind this. And I remember I would, you know, point at, uh, at, you know, places to, to find these, electronics right did you work at walmart (laughs) it's walmart you were a greeter at walmart weren't you yeah yeah i had the best the youngest greeter of all time (laughs) yeah i replaced the 86 year old man because i was like dude you're too slow get out of here goodbye george (laughs) you know no but uh but you know it was one of those things where like you had to know where all these things were at the store right and i i would point and what would happen was that one of my coworkers, they used to have to do this thing where they would be like, and this is part of your training too, is that they would have to come up to you and be like, Hey, do you mind if I give you some feedback? That, that's part, <laughs> that's part of like the training manual. And, you know, oh and a part of me was always like, no, <laughs> like, I, I don't, I'm I good. don't want any of it, but you know, you're always open to that. And so, so one of the, one of the, one of my coworkers was like, okay, so basically here, you know, we like to be able to usher people into the store so Mm. instead of pointing pointing is too aggressive let's open the open the hand show the palm and usher them wave them into where they want to be and i was like oh wow thank you i'll just drink this kool-aid right now uh but what happened was that somebody came up to me and was like hey where are your dongles 
And this is like before I even knew what any of these things were. Right. And I was like, I like looked at him. I was like, okay, I better, you know, it's like, it's, it's like fake it till you make it type of thing. And I was like, the dongles are upstairs. <laughs> and, and, you know, for people that are only listening to this, I just like waved, right. I'm like, here you go, go upstairs. And, 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 and for that time, like the person, like, like, like they like looked at me, like I, like I was leading them to like the, the cult area where, you know, you get sacrificed. I was like, please, like, <laughs> you know, doing this kind of thing. And uh, even, even then the coworker came back to me and was like, Hey, do you actually know where the dongles are? And I looked at them and I'm like, I don't know what a dongle is. <laughs> like I've got a zero <laughs> idea what that is. And they're like, Oh, it's an adapter. It's a, it's a different word. Sometimes people use like overseas or, or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think that this was kind of a, <laughs> I didn't think this was a commonplace thing and to work at an electronics store, not Walmart, uh, that, you know, they, it was like something that you should just know. Right. And that was yeah. one of those, that was one of those times where I was like, Oh man, you know, I guess I can now, now I, for, it's, it's one of those memories that you'll forever remember that specific thing, you know, because mm. of how, ridiculous the situation was and like how how it some, somehow defined you within like your own workplace <laughs> the dongles come on this is the dumbest thing it's like why can't you just call it adapters or something like that i guess like dongle is is shorter to say i don't know i mean you tell me i have no idea that was a really <laughs> yeah, good story and and that yeah there you go yeah, and scene that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The shortest thing ever, you know. Okay, Man, so I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, no, you, no, no. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So, so you are you're doing your fantastic wave, but no one can see this wave of yours. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of talk to you about what you think of like where we should post the video portions of this. I had some ideas, but I kind of wanted to get your your thoughts on uh yeah. Well, hey, you know, when it when it comes to this thing, I'm planning to make it big, okay? You know, I want millions. Okay, I want millions of people. Okay, well, so this clearly is- clearly we have to post this on hitrecord.com, the Joseph Gordon Levitt uh sponsored uh website that he has. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I'm just well, kidding. I, I see it like I think that well there's two there's pretty much only two video sites. Like there's there's <gasps> there's YouTube Sorry. and there's Vimeo. YouTube is free, Vimeo is not. I already have a Vimeo account, so we can use that. Mm-hmm. Um I was thinking though, I mean, I don't know, this might be too soon or too early, but um I've noticed that some people put um they create a Patreon and they put stuff on their Patreon like a week before. So you get like, if you subscribe to our Patreon, then you can have stuff like a week in advance, but then like everything else is still available for free. It's just, if you want it sooner, then you can have it sooner. Right. You're saying like exclusivity, almost like incentivizing, you know, people to want to do something like a Patreon. Yeah. We need to, I mean, and then we'd see how many people like us. I don't. I don't think anyone's gonna like us. That's the whole. I think that's the whole point of like what we're even doing now. It's like, you know, we've gotten it to. It's almost we've gotten like too tired 
you know, of <laughs> the standard of living that we've had to, that we've had to, you know, endure this entire time, you know, I know. Hey, you can be like, happy here and there, but like, you just get too tired. That's true. Like, you just get, you have the, the weight of the world, you know, I know and I like see everybody else drinking a beer moving right around. <laughs> You're drinking a beer at right. nine twenty four at yeah, night. I, I should mean, be like, on. we should both be like drinking Red Bulls right now. And like, just like <laughs> pumping. What do you mean? Up. I, I, what do you mean? I got, I got high on life, man. I ain't not, I ain't done with any of that stuff. No, I, you know, but I mean, like, I, I think that like, uh, the, the point of it is, is not to, you know, garner, it, it's not like to garner like so much attention because it's so young, right? Like just, it, mm-hmm. it's almost like you, you would want these things to be kind of more organic and, and, the, and, you know, nobody really knows the secret of that either. Right. It's kind of like, no, for sure. It's kind of like if, 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 if you were to like decide to become an actor and you're like, wait a second, how do I, how do I make it big? You tell well, me, how am I, how could it be Chris Pratt? I mean, okay. So what, what I think is, is there's a lot of like, um, consistency that we need to keep with. So, you know, like that whole, um, that saying of like 10,000 hours makes you like a master. So the idea, I don't, we should calculate oh, we're pretty close to that 10,000 hours. We only would get, <laughs> we did this for a year, for that's four only, hours, <laughs> it's only 52 hours. If yeah, we just got to keep going. Ten thousand. So I don't know. I've heard. I've heard a few things online, and basically what they're saying is like, don't expect to make any kind of money at all uh, for the first five years. Wait a second. So you're telling me that I just quit my job <laughs> and cannot pay rent for the next six months to just not make money off this? Yeah. You told me this was this is easy. Like this is gold. Nobody else is doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of those like obvious things, like, you know, like an article being like, don't expect to make money. <laughs> like, well, no shit. <laughs> you, you could see that that could be like a disclosure in pretty much everything you do. What if you went to school, in like your first class, like your teacher's like, don't expect to make it bigger <laughs> or make money or even have this as a career. And you're like, okay, well, I'm glad I paid for this class <laughs> this is a really good kick in the dick you know i mean like i i, 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 I kind of wish that that was just like a disclosure on everything you know it's almost like if you went to a restaurant it's like uh you know don't expect this to be good but you're gonna pay for it <laughs> you know you know like the waiters have to make 20 percent tip because we don't pay them enough yeah Oh my gosh! Well, I'm so glad you read up on these articles. They seem to be giving you a lot of education. <laughs> well, no, I, okay, but it's just about like consistency, right? So, but I was, mm-hmm. I got, I got thinking about that about, um, you know, five years time from now, like what, what do you have an idea of where you would like to be? Like, I don't know. Let's, yeah, let's like have like to a five year plan. I'd like to be 200 hours in, get to that 10,000 mark. Five that'd be two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty hours almost. Look, I'm just I'm just being a smart Alec for the laugh, and clearly that didn't work for you. But five year, so so you're are you are you are you like, um, are you kind of creating this as like a an interview? You know, like whenever you have one of those interviews, <laughs> like five years from now, where you see yourself, big yeah. picture, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what's a, an example of something that you did well? <laughs> what What are your strengths? And weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out my weaknesses are my strengths. <laughs> I, I actually I don't have any much. weaknesses as yeah. far as I'm told. 
<laughs> yeah. I think my what weakness... if you actually, what if you came into like a job, like super honest, like what's, what's your weakness? I don't want to be, I don't want to work. Yeah. What's your, what's your weakness? I, I would like to do I just, little work yeah. and make the most amount of money. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get paid a lot, but I don't want to be noticed and I don't want to have to do anything. Yeah. Can I just stay home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like a remote position. Please provide everything for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, but that's, really, I mean, <laughs> that's COVID now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice though. Don't you think? I mean, like you have kind of like this like small corner that is dedicated just for work. Yeah. I don't know yeah. about it. Like, I mean, have, do you ever have like that, 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 that thing where now your equipment and everything that you do and like that kind of little corner is almost dedicated for that one spot. So it's like, it's like you can't really do much afterward to be kind of more motivated mm. to do stuff like, you know, you're editing or writing or whatever it may be. And like, oh, it's only this spot that you have to like clock in and clock out to. Well, it's a little different for me, but <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you're, you're like being a full-time dad. My entire house is that. Yeah, no, but even like, okay, so like I'm at Melissa's desk right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so she has all her work stuff set up and it's all pretty and nice. And when I come here to do this, I have to set up all my stuff. So like I literally have to give myself half an hour to kind of like tear down all her stuff, set up all my stuff, set up the camera, set up the microphone, like plug everything in, make sure everything's good to go, everything. And then when we're done this, I have to like tear down all my stuff, put her stuff all back so that she's like good to go for tomorrow. It's like quite the uh, ordeal. I really got to like find a better setup. I want to I want to actually the, the plan is my basement is like super cavey right now. My plan is to kind of like get a spot in the basement where I can do this. The The problem is it's not soundproof down there. So I'm afraid like like baby boy's room is like directly above like a floor above. But there's like an opening where the stairs are. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to wake mm-hmm. the baby. That's the issue. Gotcha. For, first world problems right there. Yeah. Right. But, but eventually. <laughs> but I event- yeah. I mean, I mean, eventually I'm going to get down there. And yeah. So, so that will be the, the like the studio space. Mm-hmm. How you I want to get like some, like some lights, you know, we got to get like a, like a, like a purple or orange or green or some sort of like YouTube light back here. You know? Oh, so you're you're gonna like set it up like a legit thing, like every camera angle. You know, you could like unbox a thing while you're podcasting. Is that is that is that how you're? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're hoping it. To I be- should, and then I could do like. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, again, I don't know what what we're gonna like. What this is gonna morph into, but I mean, we have tons and tons of options. So, well, which wraps it back around to what you were saying. It's like, what what do you see? being the big picture right i mean so I, I i really do like the idea of of uh kind of doing interviews like interviewing people yeah but like specific people that like both you and me would be like interested in and would have like something to like bring to the conversation like i, I don't want to like interview i don't know like the prime minister or president or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to interview random people. Yeah, because we're we're already there yet. That's what that's how we should be considered, you know. We're Number we're so close to just just interviewing I wanna, I wanna, prime ministers. I'm, I'm trying to like you know, set our goals up sure. there. 
get get something yeah. to stra- like work but, towards. But here, here, here's even the probably the better question that I'm sure a lot of people ask themselves, even if it's like doing like podcasting and everything. Like, what is what really separates you know us from everybody else? Because everybody else can do that. Everybody else can 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 interview anybody at any time, right? Any, mm-hmm. and, you know, and and other people have different connections. They have different relationships, all that kind of stuff. So, like, what what is it that that sets well, this apart from uh, from others I right mean, i mean like I, did you see that did you see that that meme that i sent you mm, that that from from that i got from nate where it was basically it's like that how do i describe this meme it's it's that classic meme where it's like the boyfriend holding the girlfriend's hand but like looking back at the other at oh yeah girl that passes yeah and like the whole thing was that i mean the, the meme itself i mean let me i just want i want to make sure to bring it up because it's 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 funny but i mean but it's also like super true i mean you know especially when when even you know oh yeah it was like it was like uh so the girl in the red dress it's like starting a podcast and the guy is 30 year old white dudes and then the girl that's <laughs> holding his hand says focusing on their career <laughs> <laughs> that, should, that should be oh my gosh it's just such a funny meme because i'm sure that that is like like a yeah. huge majority of like the market right now just for podcasts right yeah yeah i so mean i so i mean i mean like is is the five-year separation or like the goal itself just to say oh we, we've gotten to a point when it's it's comfortably you know uh with people that can actually, you know, that are, you know, an audience that like actually are reoccurring or is it, or is it something of like trying to, you know, create this like interview aspect process? Cause like, I think, I think a big difference of it is that when you start to just interview people, like that's kind of that, that becomes part of the platform. Right. So then when people, it's like, it's like people like expect there to be different guests onto that point when they're like, Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. So so maybe it could be like almost like a thematic thing, you know, every month there's one guest or one person that, you know, we like to bring on to be able to just kind of chit chat with them about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because like I said, if, if you make it like more of a, you know, a consistent thing, then that's what it's going to be known for and not the other stuff. Right. Yeah. No. And I, I was thinking about that. And I was also thinking like we could even have this as like a, like use this podcast as a way of like, you know, this is how you make a movie. Right. Mm. Like we both have a lot of insight into the film industry. And uh, I'm just Uh trying to think of like people that, that would like, I don't know. I I get a lot of people ask me questions. Like your, your little brother kind of asked me questions about cameras and lighting and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And it's like, I have the answers. And so I don't know. I feel like we can kind of harness the experience that we have and like do something with that. You know, like if, if someone's listening mm. that is an aspiring filmmaker or even like someone's listening that like wants to go to film school or is looking to get into film or whatever, like let's, I don't know, let, let's give our two cents. And like we, we have enough connections where mm. you can kind of give a pretty accurate picture of what's up like oh well yeah know. i mean i mean you know i i think i think the the difficulty of that though is that like it's it's almost like an ever-changing landscape right mm-hmm. you know i mean and you know 
I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many <clears throat> Reddit subgroups that I'm part of that are like, you know, screenwriters, filmmakers, videographers, all those kind of things. And a lot of them talk about like kind of very similar issues, right? Like within like the industry itself. Oh, how do I get this out there? You know, what kind of relationship should I be having? How do I network? Like, how do I, you know, all the, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And the difficulty with like what I think that you're bringing up is that while we have experience in that, I wouldn't even consider ourselves experts at it, right? <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. no, no, like that's I, a, that's another difficult aspect to it. Or do you, or do you mean that it would be a part of how we would approach like other people, like like um, actual like producers that we know, or actual cinematographers that you know, or actual like you know what I mean? Like, mm. like is that what you're saying? Well, like a little bit of that, and like a little bit of um, you know, like okay, so if some kid comes up to you. And sees it like, you know, you've, you've worked on a bunch of stuff and he's like, oh, you know, like I'm, uh, I want to be a director. What should I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, you have an opinion about what this person, this made up person should do, should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, what, yeah, should we be answering those questions? I don't know. Well, yeah. And then the question would be is like, why would somebody ask us that? Right. Like, that's the thing is that, so and so, and so it's kind of like, you know, putting it back onto what you're already seeing out in like a podcast world, right? In a podcast mm-hmm. world, you know, we see like big guys like, you know, Dax Shepard and all those guys that are famous, that have credit and all that kind of stuff, but their doors are closed, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you won't have like Joe Schmo uh, from like the sidewalk be able to, you know, do a, you know, FAQ or something like that with, with like Jack Black of being like, Hey, how do I, how do I be you? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there's, then there's that kind of distinction too, because there's also some really great, you know, film podcasts out there that are specific to that, you know, that, that industry, but it's more news outlety, right? Like they're just yeah. talking about like what happened in the news, but it's not like, it, it's kind of like when you see like a journalist, or when somebody that writes or like a, like a review from like a movie, but like none of them have ever made a movie. So then Mm -hmm. like the difficulty Mm -hmm. of that is like to separate, Oh, well, do I want to hear about news or do I want to hear about insight? You know, like then there's like that, those kind of separations as well, which I think we can also, you know, cover. I mean, it's not, it's not a, okay. Well, here's that either. Think about this though. Think about this. So both, both of us went to film school and, um, the, the teachers, that taught us in film school um you know these are these are people that that had like a passion for film and wanted to Mm -hmm. like make movies you know in in different aspects of the filmmaking process but ultimately are teaching now and are not doing the thing that they originally set out to do right Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that's i don't know if other industries are similar but i feel like that's a really weird kind of strange place to be in right it's almost like film school is taught by failed filmmakers which is a really mm. i mean do you know what i mean it's, i don't know yeah, if i'm yeah, saying that's this a right. very interesting topic i mean and and i'm wondering though if if anybody else that has actually gone to like an art school art art school sorry (laughs) you know i I, you know it's it's like it's well well it's like you know (laughs) while while it's like uh something that you could kind of be 
<laughs> that you could have pride for that you finished, you know, like five years or four years or whatever school. Like sometimes I, I don't know. I sometimes I just chuckle at that being like, oh yeah, you know, films. <laughs> like it's yeah. so, so dumb sometimes. But that's it's a really interesting thing that you bring up because, you know, there is there is like, I mean, like you'd have to kind of like define what failure is, right? Because like if you had a lot of great uh, fine well, art teachers that had like a very long career in like gallery work and all this other kind of stuff and they and they know their stuff maybe that's not considered failure maybe like even in film like what if you had you know a producer that like worked on like three movies and they're not big but he has the knowledge and insight to be able to kind of teach others so then that's kind of what i'm saying though right like i feel like we are almost in that category like i'm saying saying, are you saying we're on the precipice of being uh failed and then (laughs) trying to teach that's what you're saying this is our application to teach at film school (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we'll 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 send this in all across the country like hey listen to us you know yeah you know we could we could we could do what you do no but we we failed too there was i forget (laughs) what i went to so I went to, I think it was, um, there was a studio here and they were opening a new, um, soundstage and I was mm-hmm. invited for some reason. I forget why I, I, I kind of forget. They the heard whole, about the podcast, obviously. the whole reason. No, but there was like someone's like little brother was there. Right. And, um, I just got talking to this guy's little brother and, and uh, he was like, Oh, what do you do? Like, what did you, what'd you, what'd you do? What'd you like? He was, um, he was in high school and he's like, yeah, like I'm really like, really want to like get into film. Like, I'm really curious, like, where did you go to film school? And he starts like asking me all these questions and he's like really like knowledgeable and not knowledgeable. He's really like just curious and interested. And he's, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like bright eyed and bushy tailed kind of thing. Like he's so like, everything sounds amazing. Like, Oh my gosh, you know about cameras? Like, Oh, that's so cool. And I was just like, I don't know. And it just like, for the first time I was like giving this kid advice that like he might actually take and it might actually like affect the rest of his life. And I like did not think very hard about what I was saying to this person. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like thinking about that after I'm like, I, I left, you know, I just left this, this event and I'm like, Oh crap. Like, did I just like totally affect this person's life? And I just like, didn't even like think twice about anything I was saying. Like, I just, I just felt very like under prepared for like this person, like just asking me, you know, like what, what should I do? How do I get into film? what do I do? And I'm like, ah, oh. I don't remember what I said, but I just, I remember feeling like it was totally the wrong thing to say. So, so, so meaning that like you think that there was some sort of ripple in a way that, well, you know, could change the way that he approaches yeah, his goal. Probably. You're saying. Well, you know, what's really weird. I always find this like very, very, very interesting. And it's always like this, 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 um, I can't think of the word right now, but like so many people who go to film school say, don't go to film school. You mean after they graduate or whatever, (laughs) but like it's, it's it's the weirdest thing. And and even a lot of people that are working in the industry that went to film school and that made their connections in film school that like learned a bunch of shit in film school, Mm -hmm. they come out of film school and everyone's like, Oh, what film school did you go to? Oh, I do. I a hundred percent do not recommend going to film school. There's no reason to go to film school. Like do not go to film school. And it's just, it's a very weird. Like it's just, what do you mean? Like, how do you feel about that? Do you mean like, are you, are you saying it as like, Oh, it's kind of backwards 
because without what you have done, it's impossible to know where you have, where you could have been. Yeah. And like, there's, I, I think that there, I think that people don't give film school enough credit. And I feel like, but, but I think that like the frustration of going to film school is because you realize after leaving film school, all the stuff that you didn't learn. But I feel like you wouldn't know mm. those questions if you didn't go to film school. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It's 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 the um, it's almost like a catch twenty two, you know. Yeah. In, in in that sense, so I mean, like, and 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 I can kind of speak a little to that because, like, I think I've gotten to that point too, where you know, I've I've wrestled with like, how do you recommend that kind of thing because at the end of the day, I felt like I've, I was learning a lot more of like the ins and outs of film working within the industry itself from like the time I was trying to work my way up the ladder to the point in which I was working in the business side of it. And so working on the business side of it was a completely different education. It wasn't even, it, it's, 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 you know, it's night and day compared to like what they would do in film school. So mm-hmm. the difference then I think is almost as if, you know, do people kind of regret the film school aspect of thinking that they wasted their time and maybe are paying for it now that they're trying to like weed people off on doing that kind of stuff? Or is it like, oh, I didn't learn anything clearly when I got out here and like when I got out to like doing whatever I was actually doing, I learned way more, right? Because mm-hmm. I think I think some people actually do that. Like I've known a couple people when we were going to school that would start working on like music videos or they would start working on some corporate stuff or doing some videography stuff, but they found like a different way in and then let, let themselves, you know, kind of drop out. So then there's like almost a stigma to the aspect of it being like, Oh, but you know, they just dropped out, but they dropped out because they found the Avenue that they can go down Mm. that will probably teach them more and they'll probably benefit more from the long run of it. Right? Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, even if you're, you know, you know, doing a lot of um, interviews or if you're trying to get a job, whatever it may be, most of the time, and this is what I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but most of the time, I think, you know, people look at your degree or look at that kind of education process just to see if you've actually committed to completing it versus mm. what it actually is. Mm. Right? You could, you could, you know, finish up film school, but then like, you know, be in tech. Or, you know, or, or whatever it may be like there, there could be a, a completely different route that you would go down, but the consideration of it is because you actually stuck to something. Hmm. And then on the flip side of that is that when you don't stick to it and you find your, the, the right way in and you find that, that kind of connection, there, there shouldn't be like a, you know, a, a negative aspect to it. It's just like, well, okay, so they... They use what they had in their school. They use what they had, their resources in that kind of case. Then they moved on to better things. So yeah. then, you know, when, when people that are getting out of film school or like, or when they're, you know, filmmakers that are talking about film school, you know, it depends on even kind of like the department you're talking to. Like mm-hmm. sometimes if, if you're like in the, you know, grip department and they're talking about it, like most of those, like I'm, I'm sure most of those guys either were studying like lighting or like, you know, being a DP or like, you know, like trying to get on, on their own version of what they believe a ladder is to climb, you know, versus people that are like trying to become a producer or trying to become a director or trying to become a writer, because all of those, while 
we believe kind of fall under the same umbrella, they're all different. They're all different in how to approach each and every one of these things. Yeah. And maybe it's just because like film school is set up like a business that they want to put you in this like degree type program. You know, Mm -hmm. you have a degree in film and it's like, I feel like that's not the right way to kind of go about it. Like, I feel like if you're going to be a screenwriter, you should like go to some kick-ass school for writing and it doesn't have to be for film writing. It just should just be for writing. And then here's the thing too, is that what if you can't, what if you have no resources to be able to do that kind of stuff? Well, that's another thing too, is that you, you, sure. But you're talking (laughs) about like a lose, lose. Yeah. Now now I'm just going to give you lose, lose situations. Try to get out of them. You know, now it's personal. (laughs) If you're a writer, you don't have a pen and paper. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you're a writer, you have no hands. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I get that, though. I mean, I, I think that it's, I think it's kind of hard, though, to, to find that, you know, the, that avenue, right? There's also like, there's also the need to want to do it, right? Like, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, like, like expanding on, on whatever your life was before. And you feel like he, like a certain route is better to go down. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, like, even if you were like, and here's the thing too, could you imagine you giving advice to a writer and you're like, but I'm a DP. Like, like mm. that's a, that's a very different thing too. But then they'd be like, Oh, but you went to film school. It's like, okay, but you, you have to hear what I'm saying. Right. Like I didn't yeah. study the way that, you know, what you think should be the, the appropriate way to go down. Right. Because yeah. like, that's a, that's another, like, like I was saying, it's just, it's a completely different branch. It's a completely yeah. different, you know, area. No, for sure. And I just like, okay. So like, as far as I understand you, if I remember correctly, you went to school to be a director, correct? Was well, okay. So, I mean, well, initially, pff, this is going to, this is going to sound even sillier than I, than me <laughs> laughing at film school. Initially, <laughs> I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was studying acting. and that was like a whole different thing too right because like you know that there's like another another weird art to it right like because when you're a young person in an acting class with other young people you know that you may think you're very good or you may think you're not very good whatever it may be you 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 have the idea of being like Hey, if I wanted to do this, I could just go do it, you know, that kind of stuff. Hmm. And then it changes when you're on set, like, you know, a decade down the line, you're on set and you're like kind of in in the background or whatever it may be. And you're watching a professional actor and you're watching what they're actually doing, like how they can turn it on. It is is so different than what you would actually expect. So, so the weird thing is that like, then you, then you're, then you're starting to change, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like you fight yourself for everything that you could do or that, or that everything that you didn't do that could, could have changed however it was. But what happened was that when I was actually doing these acting classes, you know, and having so much fun doing them, I noticed that there was only like a, like, like a small percentage of us, maybe two or three of us that were, you know, serious or like they were, they were like, they wanted to be better. Or they wanted to be like be, they wanted to perform, right? Like we get, you get a high from it. Right. And then the problem was that like a bigger percentage of the people that didn't want to, but that were like super pretty or like good looking dudes or any of those kind of things. Like, you know, there were a lot of people like that where they were like, Oh wow. You, I mean, I, 
I clearly know why you're here. <laughs> like, look, you're, you're not here to act. You're just here to, you know, become a model and actor or whatever. But, but the, but the whole thing was that like, oddly enough, they, a majority of them were from LA. Mm-hmm. And so that was my decision to get out of that arena and move into something else into the filmmaking space that I think I started concentrating more on directing and writing and producing and to, to, you know, because I, I would take like, you know, like camera courses and everything like that. And then like, I'd be like, Oh my God, I have to do math to do lighting. What the hell? I mean, you know, like I, I, I did, I did that reversal where I was like, Oh man, I gotta be way smarter to be doing this. And that is just not me. <laughs> you know, like I've got to do, yeah. I've got to do something else, but like, it's also about like what you find to be really, what you really like to do. Right. You know, yeah. I think each and every one of those like little departments have their own specific type of intelligence that, you know, and excitement, especially with the creativity aspect of it to be able to, uh, you know, flourish in it. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, you need that vision and all that kind of stuff. So when, when you were doing your acting, Oh boy. <laughs> yep. Did you ever get hungry? All the time. Was there roughly like four to five people in your acting class? Always. Always four to five people. Four to five hungry people. Super hungry. Do these people like chicken teriyaki with udon noodles? Chicken pork katsu? Jerk chicken lentil soup? Or maybe some chicken beef fajitas? You know, they liked pineapple fried rice and roasted whole chicken. You know, maybe some burgers um Ooh. yeah I, I, would, I would go even farther than that right yeah of course that's interesting yeah it really is and you know and and what's even more interesting about that is that it takes time right it takes time to make make these type of things it does it does it's not it's not a turnaround of you know just a um one and done type of thing like you gotta, you gotta be constantly going to a grocery store to be able to do that. But what if you didn't have to, Steve? That would be that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, are, 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 would would that solve a problem for you? That would definitely solve a problem for me. So let's say you were just you you, you were just able to you know pick up all of these meals. Let's say you know the the noodles, the chicken, the jerk chicken, lentil soup, the burgers, everything, once or twice a week. Does that also solve? You know, the ability for you not to have to go to the grocery store uh, constantly. Well, I, I guess if the price is right. What's a good price for you? For twice a week? For twice a week. Oh, I feel like every time I go out, it's at least $50. Yeah. And, you know, and if you, would you like to save money? I mean, I love saving money. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Josh? What are you trying to say right now? Oh, I'm just I'm just answering your questions with other questions that I think that you know I think that we're we're all in alignment with you know you know what I'd really like though um I I don't like supporting these big um large chain kind of organizations no I way just, you know I'm I'm looking I'd be I feel more comfortable if I were to get some some food. From like a simple guy, a husband, a dad, maybe a dad of three. A dad of three specifically, yeah, Maybe right? someone who just loves mm-hmm. to cook food and just make people happy. Someone with a heart, you know, with the heart in there. Like like home-cooked mm-hmm. meals, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Like home-cooked mm-hmm. meals. Do you know a place? 
I sure do, Stephen. Uh, if you uh, decide that uh, you would like these menus that we just spoke about, that you have four to five people uh, in your party, that you'd like to just pick these things up once or twice a week, go now to Brock's Home Cooking. Dot com. That's B-R-O-C-K-S-H-O-M-E-C-O-O-K-I-N-G dot com. Now. So I went to film school to be a cinematographer. But yeah, but was that one of those things that that you that you knew out of high school, out of not out of high school, but like out of whatever other schooling or whatever other education that you that you that you you know, experience that you knew you wanted to do, or did you have to get there to discover that you wanted to do that? You know, it's, it's kind of like how, you know, like every skateboarder will become a cinematographer just somehow. <laughs> like it's just, it's just like a thing. It's just like, I, I, I can't tell you how many, how many cinematographers I knew that were killer at skateboarding. They were like, they were amazing. And I just like looked, I'm like, I'm like, is there some, I, is there some like strange, study or like something in the water or something like you know that when you pick up a skateboard you're like yeah i need to film things (laughs) oh my gosh that's all i know i know a lot of guys that skateboard there and film (laughs) yeah they're they're amazing at it they're amazing at it but was that like so how did you discover then you know that you wanted to do cinematography because i don't skateboard is that you're saying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah if you didn't skateboard like, this is why you want to teach is because you never picked up a skateboard that's the problem here maybe maybe i need to learn to skateboard <laughs> maybe that's my problem yeah you know what instead like you know right now i'm just saying that you may have missed the train but go to a, a local walmart and buy a deck for 20 bucks and see if you can do something you know about that <laughs> oh my gosh next time a kid asks me hey man how do i what do i Film school. You're, any, any, yeah. any opinion? How do I become a cinematographer like you? Boy, you need to pick up a skateboard. <laughs> do you board? Yeah, do you board? <laughs> this is how much we know about skateboarding. Are you tubular? <laughs> it's just oh the dumbest gosh. thing. That's I can't so even funny. speak the lingo. Oh, man. Oddly <laughs> enough, though, I will say this, though. Like, there are so many great skateboarding movies. I mm. I I know that's a, it's just like a like a side note. A lot of incredible skateboarding movies out there, and you know I I I I love watching those. I don't know why, but they're just like they're just so mm-hmm. they're just awesome to watch. I mean, there's a lot any, of great uh, documentaries of even skateboarding things. Yeah, any any come to your mind right away? Yes, yeah, North Hollywood. North did Hollywood. you ever did you get around to uh, watching that? No, I think I don't know if I talked to you about it, but it is um, it's out now. And like, I think it's I think it's brand new too. it's like 2021. And it was directed by a guy named Mikey Alfred. And so him and his his friends, um, which is another guy, another, you know, kid actor, which is amazing. His name is Ryder McLaughlin. Um, and, uh, you know, him and I think it was like two other two other guys uh nico i can't i can't if i try to say his last name it's just gonna just gonna sound terrible but his name is nico um and there was one more guy i think it was Aramis Aramis hudson but basically the the three of these guys plus the director they used to make short films and they were doing mm. shorts about like skateboarding and stuff and so then they had their i guess they had the chance to be able to make 
you know, a movie out of it. And it has, you know, uh, Miranda Cosgrove and Blake Anderson, and it also has um, Vince Vaughn in it. But it's 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 very tight. Like it's such a great, like you know, well made movie that I think is also one of those things where you know when you look at these things like this and you see the lack of uh, funding and lack of money that people can pour into movies and they can make something so good like this compared to all the other crap out there. It's it just goes to show like how you know creative and also just how how much they actually care and mm-hmm. and you know and I I can't I can't recommend it enough you know um, and it goes all the way back to like you know Lords of Dogtown you know like that's another great skateboarding movie but I mean that that one's kind of like more you know like surfer skateboarding type of thing I don't know it was I don't know yeah skateboarding no, I, movies are just amazing I, I remember what I think my one of my favorites was. Um, uh the Dogtown and Z Boys, the documentary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that in film school. Um, <laughs> and they were like, You want to be a cinematographer? Where's your board? And then <laughs> everybody stands up with their skateboard and like raises it up. And you're just like sitting there like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> I had a skateboard here. <laughs> oh it, it's so funny that like all these like yeah I'm like like I'm going through all the guys I know that mm-hmm. that are cinematographers or work in the industry, and like at least fifty percent of the ones I know are skateboarders, and it or, or like or were skateboarders. Even um a guy I worked with on set, like kind of larger sets, he uh like he was he wanted to become a professional skateboarder, and he like broke his leg or something like that, and then it was like his skateboarding career was <laughs> over. Only, yeah, the only thing he could do is like turn to cinematography. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like that was my only out <laughs> but isn't it crazy though like i mean it's 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 kind of amazing i just like it's it's also just it's it's strange and like that's like a there's something about it like maybe it's like an unwritten rule like you know like hey if you're you're a cool punk skateboarder i mean you might be a pretty good cinematographer. <laughs> you know, you you probably got it, right? I mean, oh, also mid nineties, another good one. Mm. And there was also, sorry, one more. It was on Hulu, which I don't know. I guess you guys would have to watch it on Stars or whatever in Canada. It but called? it was it was a documentary called Minding the Gap. Mm. Very, it was so good. It was like the and it was a bunch of kids too that made that that uh, that documentary. I and mean, what I mean by kids. I mean, like, you know, younger than 25, I think. Um, so yeah. I mean, just, I just want to make sure that that's, that's, that's out there. But yeah, I mean, so, I mean, like, you know, you should, you should really check those ones out. They're, they're just really good, really great watches. But so, so I kind of, it kind of goes back to what I was saying to you is that like, so what, what was it then that made you want to pursue that specifically? Was there something that like you experienced, like with the camera or with whatever, to to you know find this hidden talent i mean other than the fact that you were not a skateboarder (laughs) (laughs) no so um i mean i've always my dad always had like a an old um like a sony camcorder thing where like the the tape pops out the side and then it goes up and so i remember like always like playing around that and like my dad was not by any means like a cinematographer but like like he definitely had a style I would say I would definitely give my dad that credit. And, um, and so and my mm-hmm. dad's style was very slow, very drawn out, very like, Oh, it was, 
it's like my dad was more concerned about like recording memories than like actually like telling stories. So I remember like at Christmas, hmm. he would like, he would like open all the Christmas cards and he'd film them all and he'd read them out loud. And it was like this, he's like, it's like he's creating time capsules, capsules essentially. And so I remember sure. like that as a kid and I had to always like be very careful with this camera if I was like going to touch it or play with it or whatever. And I remember like the very first thing I did, I did like that, that effect where like you have the camera on a tripod and you're shooting like a couch and then you, it's a blank couch. And then you, you record it for like a few seconds and then you like jump and frame and then you like hit record again and you like jump down. Right. And so it looks like you just appeared out of nowhere. And it was like mm. my first kind of like special effect thing that I would do. And I like, <laughs> I loved it. And I did it like all the time as a kid. And it was just like something that like, like I just have these like very vivid memories of doing this over and over and over. And then like fast forward to, um, I went to this like outdoor school in Northern Ontario it no longer exists, so it doesn't, yeah, it's called <laughs> Summit. Anyways, um, and I I was kind of like the guy there that would take everyone's media. So there was a bunch of like people that were like into like extreme sports. They had like GoPros or different camcorders or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, Steve, like, can you, um, like, can you, can you back this up for me? Can you edit this? Can you like put this to music? Can you like do stuff with it? And I was like, yeah, yeah sure. Mm-hmm. I can, I can like figure something out. And like, it was nothing that was like very like that I ever thought that was like fantastic or great or like inspiring, but it just, I got like, I got a lot of like, like a, (laughs) a very high amount of like praise from everyone. And I was the only one that did it at this film school. There's other people that kind of did it, but like for whatever reason, everyone would come to me. And so I had this like whole library of everyone's photos and like, I was just like compiling all these, all this stuff together. And then like, I remember like there was a... one girl specifically that was like, you know, Steve, like you're really, or they didn't call me Steve. They called me by my last name, but they're like, you're really, really good at this stuff. Like you should like, you should consider like pursuing this. And I was like, I never really thought about pursuing this at all. And then like Mm -hmm. that, just like, I don't know. It was just like something that like really, really, really stuck with me. And I was just like, huh, maybe I should. And then uh, I remember I went to another school after that and I went and um, I was just going for like a basic degree and I took a film, uh, like in a film elective, and um, and I, I like like got really into it there. That's like the first time I created like a short film, and we had like actors, and like it was it was pretty cool. And like funny enough, so we had mm-hmm. this shot. That, oh, you're, you're gonna see where I'm gonna go with here. So we had the shot that we wanted to get of like the bathroom <laughs> scene. No, 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 you're gonna like this bathroom scene right and um we had these cameras there were these canon cameras i forget what they're called but they were like white and they were kind of on an angle i think it was like a g something i don't know comment down below if you know what it is and um anyways we we were trying to get this shot this (laughs) shot of like someone walking in the bathroom and we wanted to shoot it where it was underneath the stalls right and we couldn't figure out how to do it how to do it smoothly Mm. and it's just like a limited budget and so we racked our brains together and we used a skateboard to get this like sweet. <laughs> we got this. So like, you did use a skateboard to become a cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> we used a skateboard. I, I like. I never. Uh, I, I did not remember that at all until until I'm, I'm telling this story. But um, anyways, the it was it was like a little cheesy kind of short film I made it was I thought it actually turned out pretty good but um the teacher that taught this this elective program at the school 
is the same or sorry i asked him where he went to school and he told me oh there's a school in california you should check it out it's amazing and that's where i ended up going and then you kind of joined me shortly after so Mm -hmm. that's Mm kind of how that all happened so for me i feel like it was more a little bit more like serendipity that kind of like led me along the way whereas you were like yo steve what are you up to and i'm like oh i'm going to film school and you're like Sign me yeah, up. Sounds good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you there. I'm there. Yeah. Let me just yeah. get this show. I'll this, be there this, in one summer. Yeah. Let me just get shoulders out of the way real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had to learn this great drinking game. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. But, 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 but like, but you see the connection there, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the skateboard. <laughs> that's so All cinematography never, is, is driven by skateboarding. skateboarding. <laughs> It should I be think, like a, we should just do, we should just do like a video essay on like the study oh of skateboarding to this, filmmaking. Yeah. This has got to be like a, this, I, I wonder if there's an actual connection with this. I want to like, if, if, if we, once we ever get guests on here, the first cinematographer or we get on, we should be like straight up like, yeah, you were a you're a cinematographer. Right? So, uh, you skateboarded, didn't you? How long did you skateboard for? <laughs> yeah. You give a favorite yeah, what board? If, what if you just like, what if you just skip the cinematographer stuff being like, okay, so how long did you skateboard for? <laughs> and, then, and then if they just immediately start answering, you're like, I knew it. Like there's <laughs> something here, man. I'm, I'm unlocking some useless information right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah, no, I but I, that, that's, it's actually a really interesting connection. And I'm curious, like I would love to start, to to find out the to find out that connection i think that's a very I, I wonder if it's like a moment thing like you know like even like in skateboarding it's kind of like the imitation of using like a dolly right like there's like mm. you can you can slowly kind of you know ride somewhere you get to experience everything else around you if, if you just do it kind of for fun like they they always have these like scenes in skateboarding movies where um where like you see the person kind of going down the street and it's like slow motion and then they like they like look up and you can kind of see like the sky but they're rolling ar- around with them right mm-hmm. so then maybe there's like maybe they're able to capture more of those moments better as a person that like actually experiences that more mm-hmm. than somebody that doesn't right i mean like there's something well, maybe like in the, in the motion of it all well, too the, the reason why you would you would film anything if you're a, skate- a skateboarder is because you want to like capture your trick right and how I, again, I've never skateboarded, but I'm assuming you, you don't land the trick the first time you do it. So you'd have to like do it over and over and over. Right. And so I, I would imagine that, that, um, you're not gonna, it's going to be really boring if you just do a trick with a tripod or do a trick, you know, holding the camera still. So if mm. you're doing the same thing over and over and over, you're going to eventually like, you know, Oh, well, what if we put the camera over here? What if we put the camera over there? Oh, you know what? This would look cool. Oh, that would look cool. Like, I feel like there's like, you're constantly improving as mm. you're improving on, you know, trying to nail the trick. You can like try to like nail the right angle as well. And so maybe it like helps you develop your eye. I don't know. I'm just speculating right now, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it could, yeah, it could be mm. any uh, one of those things or it could be as, you know, what is uh what does Joe Rogan always say? He's like, Oh, it's entirely possible. Like, yeah. like, like for, for those type of speculations, it's entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and it's funny how though, like even like that small connection is like part of, you know, how, you know, most cinematographers that we know, uh, 
you know, are basically rooted in. And it's, it's even something that you do, you use to, you know, figure out something. Yeah. Um, so before, I mean, cause I wanted to make sure I brought this up because, you know, uh, we're in the process right now of kind of designing the logo. We're in the process of designing like these thumbnail things and, and Remy keeps having like these great, you know, ideas and like, shout out to Remy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's only gonna be one person that's gonna be mad at that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so so he sent me this thing called 50 questions to ask clients when designing a logo. Oh boy! And I wanted to I wanted to go over like so so this is this is what I was thinking just as kind of a rapid fire thing. I wanted to ask these questions of you, hmm. and then instead of just thinking about it, just say what's on the top of your head. Like I, oh I want I wanted to be able to kind of be almost like you know rapid. Uh, rapid fire type of things. Like I was, I was thinking about that. <laughs> All right. You know, so, so we're going to, we're going to specifically go in the design preferences of this uh, questionnaire that was, uh, that's, that's from creative boom.com. Okay. And just and like so everyone I said, knows, I've, I've, I'm, I've never seen this before in my life. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, this is, this is completely new. Okay. And like I said, it's 50 questions to ask a client prior to designing a logo. All right. We're going to so rapid this, fire this. Yeah, for this specific thing, remember it's just it's just say whatever's on the top of your head type of thing. Okay, this oh is gonna be this is gonna be design preferences. So it might be really great then, you know, to kind of you know see where your brain is at of like how how you feel. Okay, ready? Are you, are okay. you ready for this? Yep. Just want to make sure. I like do like a little countdown. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Number one. What colors or color palettes do you like and why? I really like, well, I like the Miami feel because. Okay. Number two, where will the logo be mainly used? Uh, it's going to be used to promote our, our podcast on Spotify and Apple music or Apple, Apple podcast. Sorry. Yep. Awesome. Three. Are there any elements from the existing logo that you'd like to keep and why? No. <laughs> Four, in your opinion, what defines a successful logo? Um, something that captures your eye and easily rem- uh, memorable. Okay. Five, um, are there any restrictions to consider when designing the new logo? Um, uh, size. It has to be like croppable. Okay. Okay. Six, is there anything that must be included like existing brand elements, words, or icons? Nope. Seven. Looking at other people's branding, what logos do you like and why? Other people's branding. Okay, so can I can I go have a little tangent on this one? Go so on a little tangent. Go ahead. I, I was looking at the the kind of the top um, podcasts that exist right now on Spotify and Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. and I actually thought that all of them were terrible. And so, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't like seeing people's faces and all the the logo ones were, were just bad. And I just, I don't know. I feel like that is an example that I would love to, to give our graphic designer, Remy. Like, Hey man, look at the top ones. And I don't, I don't think these are good. Oh yeah. He, he, he sent me a really good, another, you know, another article that I'll send it over to you about like 99 designs and like some of the things that he's been sending is so they look, they look, they look really good. They look really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least eight. Are there any logos that you particularly dislike and why? And I guess you just answer that in people's branding. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. See, that's it. That, that was design preferences. That's eight, eight design preference, you know, questions. So by, by doing that kind of rapid fire thing, well, one, I totally got that from the office Two, uh, I think it does like help in, in your brain to, instead of having to constantly think about an answer, it's just like being able yeah. to, you know, get it right up, you know, and, and out. Yeah. Instead of having to like, you know, think about it, rethink about it. And then like, you know, only almost kind of flip-flopping. Yeah. I mean, again, like this, this, this logo is like for both of us. So I I know mm-hmm. that like, I feel like my first, I mean, I was on the spot there, but like thinking about my answers right now, I don't know if I would have said like the Miami feel, but like, that's just like the, the logos, the, the, I was kind of playing around with logos the other day. I sent mm-hmm. you a couple of them. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of have like a Miami feel to them. You're talking, yeah, so, you're talking about like the palette itself, like the yeah. color, the color scheme itself. Yeah. Like the, the pinks and the, the light blues. I mean, like, yeah. Or like, even like, sometimes I think like Miami, I think of like neon. Yeah. And like palm trees or something like that. Yeah. And I don't know. And part of me feels like our, our, uh, our podcast name is kind of like, it, it could be perceived as like aggressive, I guess. Like animals are insane. And so like, I don't know. Is I, that I what aggressive like- sounds to you? yeah it sounds like like you know cookie monster like (laughs) yeah no but i just i I think that doesn't need to be like it could be a little bit more like tongue-in-cheek like it doesn't Mm. have to be aggressive or it doesn't have to be insane you know it could be you know there could be a it can be soft a softer side to uh yeah cute yeah i I love how you said miami because it's like a place that i just never want to (laughs) be have you you never been I've never been to Florida. I've never been to, oh, actually, no, I think I have been to Florida, but like, you know, as a kid, like, I don't know if that counts, you know, if you're, mm. if you're a young kid and you're like, oh, I've been there, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I, I don't know, you know. I went a few years ago for the first time to, to Miami beach and it was amazing. Oh my gosh. It was so cool. It was like, that's the first time I've ever, ever heard anybody give that kind of review from it, to a it, place. In it's just Miami. like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I don't know what it specifically was about it, but it 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 didn't feel like I was in the states. It felt like I was more like on an island. But like mm. like because you fly into the airport and then we like took a cab to like our hotel and our hotel was like right on right on Miami Beach, and like it's just like you're driving across these bridges and it's just like well where are we going? This is so cool. I don't know. It just it has a different feel than the rest of Florida. Like I've been, I've been to Florida like a million times. <laughs> Like I'd go to like Naples or, or Orlando or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's just like, I don't know. Miami has a different, it's a different vibe down there. And I liked it. It was cool. Well, before we go off on a tangent of how much you love Miami, um, I think this is a, a good place to end it. All right, dude. Well, I All will right. see you next week. All right, bye. Love you, bye. Bye.